in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scour the world of contemporary Christian music and worship to bring to you some of the brightest and most talented and gifted artists with stories to share and wonderful music to bring to you as well. And I'm very pleased to welcome back to the show for the second time, Kate Thompson. Before we meet Kate, woohoo! Yeah, I'm gonna woohoo Kate as well. So before we meet him, let's hear this first track. It's from his new album, Empty Room, and the track's called Good God. And that was Good God by Kate Thompson. Hey, Kate, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me today, Gordon. It's an honor to have you back on the show. Now, since you were first on the show, which was in 2020, we've been syndicated quite a number of stations worldwide. So um, hey. I know that not everybody, not everybody will have heard your story. And it's a story that's, that's worth hearing. So would you like to just tell us a little bit about your journey with Jesus? If I remember rightly, is it your your mum was worked in the church? Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Okay. I, will, I I won't I won't share your story, but I had a feeling that was the story. Look at that so, memory. so rewind time. Tell tell me how you came to, to become a Christian yourself and what it was like during that time. Absolutely. Yes. So my name is Cade Thompson. I am from uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Well, I live in Franklin, Tennessee. I'm from uh, Joplin, Missouri. Originally, I was born there, and my mom was in ministry growing up. So for me, the church was kind of like my second home. I was always at the church and uh, Sunday, Sunday mornings, Wednesday night for youth group. I just lived at the church and I didn't quite see it until I began to get older. But I was so thankful for those foundations of being raised in the church because it showed me uh, so much. It taught me so much at a young age. My parents specifically showed me what it meant to follow Jesus at a very, very young age. To the point where I was 10 years old, I was at a summer church camp. The classic Christian thing to do here is to go to the summer church camp. And I went this year and I'd gone years in the past, but when I was 10 years old, there was something so special in that moment that changed in my heart. And I began to ask questions like, wait, maybe this whole following Jesus thing can be a real relationship for me. And maybe this isn't just my parents' faith. I remember 10 years old, getting to the front of that church service at the very end to the front of the stage. And I I just got on my knees and I said, Jesus, I'm going to choose to follow you. I'm going to choose to trust you no matter what this looks like. I don't really fully understand it now, but I surrender all, all that I had. And that's what happened in that moment. And fast forward to now, I'm 22 years old. I can tell you to this day, that's the best decision I've ever made in my life. It's radically changed my life. Jesus has changed my life. And I'm so, so glad to be doing what I'm doing. A couple of years after that, transformation in my life, I began to write songs based out of scripture, trying to tell my friends about Jesus. I love music ever since I was a really, really young kid. Go on, go on. Tell, tell me, Kate, what, what instruments did you learn to play them? I learned to play piano when I was five years old. Five years old? Yeah. Sorry. Were you rubbish? Because I, I played piano when I was five yes. and I was really, really rubbish. And you know, what? I've never managed to progress beyond, I play a song called Doggy D 
which is just you press the letter D, or the, well, the key D. I, I can still do that song. Yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I, I've gotten a little <laughs> bit better since then, thankfully. Okay. And I, I eventually changed uh, over to acoustic guitar because I thought that was way, way cooler when I was nine years old. And I, I started playing guitar. I started singing ever since I was a baby. You know, I just love singing karaoke on the front porch in Joplin, Missouri. And I saw that... I had a huge love for music and I had a huge love for Jesus. And the two of those came together and that was the best way to reach people and to use this gift that God has given me. So did someone say to you, you've got a gift or did you just feel that it was the right thing to be doing? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of people over the past, I don't know, lifetime for me that have really saw something inside of me that maybe in the moment I didn't quite see myself. For example, my student teacher at my school was also one of my youth leaders and she would hear me singing in the classroom and she said, hey, Cade, I love your singing, but please stop singing in my classroom and maybe you start singing at the youth group. And so she was that person that, that saw something inside of me that spurred me on. There was a worship leader at my church that said, hey, I need, I need somebody to fill in on a Sunday morning. I was in seventh grade and he said, hey. Oh, you're going you're gonna to have to, for the international audience, seventh grade, what age is that? That's 13 years old. Oh, still, okay, quite young. Well, in fact, 22 yeah. is quite young, if I'm honest. But but so so, yeah. so 13, so nine years ago for you, yeah. you, you were invited to do what? I was invited to lead worship on our Sunday morning stage at my whole church. And uh, I was the fill-in fill person on Sunday morning, yeah. Which is so wild. How how how, how big's the church? Uh, it was like about ten people, five hundred people or so. So that that, that is a lot of confidence yeah. and trust in not just your musical skill, but also yes. your walk with Jesus. Because worship leading, it's a mistake to think that worship leading is just about can I play an instrument. It's so much more. And with five hundred people, that's right. Wow, how did it go? It went, went amazing, except the drummer never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, I will never forget. I will never forget what happened. But it was a moment because I saw what matters in that moment, not is necessarily the skill of what sounds good. But just like you said, Gordon, it's the heart in that moment that shaped my heart. And the skill was crafted as I began to get older. And I'm so thankful for that. But I've had so many people in my life that have saw something inside of me that I never saw in the moment that pointed it out and spurred me on. Wow. So what you said, there wasn't a drummer there. Do you play the drums as well? I do. Well, I used to. So did, I used to. Did you did, did you drum and guitar and sing? All no, the same? I didn't. It's Cause... a crazy story. We called somebody and they got their second cousin that hadn't played drums in 10 years. And they showed up and... You know, the Lord moved somehow, some way, because I think it had been a little bit since he'd played drums. Uh, but we made it. We made it happen. So <laughs> all worked out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's quite a that's quite a story actually, um, because not many people lead worship age thirteen with five hundred people. So um, so, but it's but it's grown since then. Clearly, your gift your gifting has has been honed. Uh, your relationship with God. T tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, so age ten, you decided you're going to go for it. You got Christian parents giving you good input, but you got the teenage years in between then and now. Was it all plain sailing, or was it complicated? Man, I love that you asked that question. You know, for the longest time, I didn't even know if I had a story because I was raised in the church, and I feel like so many times growing up in the church, we hear these incredible stories of God saving people out of just a wayward lifestyle, right? And that's so amazing. And I'm like, wait, 
Lord, I didn't I didn't have to walk through that. And what I realized is God protected me from that. But what it also meant is that I had different struggles than other people didn't have by saying at a young age, I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. I'm going to choose to be bold in my school and start prayer groups. I'm going to choose to go a different way. That meant that there was also a different type of struggle. And so I'm so thankful that I chose to say yes to follow Jesus before I went into those teen years because I had to be so rooted and grounded in what I believed in the middle of the adversity, in the middle of people maybe making fun of me or saying it's not worth it, but it was so, so worth it. And uh, I just, I just always want to encourage the next generation that there will be adversity. There will be people that say it's crazy, but uh, sometimes that means you're doing something right for the kingdom of God. That's, that's true. There's often adversity when you're doing things right for the kingdom of God. But um, in fact, many, in many respects, I think, we do we do celebrate those big stories where people have got saved from really awful backgrounds or so and it's right to celebrate those but but there's also how how fantastic it is when someone goes you know god caught me at a young age and i i never went right off the rails in like some sort of crazy crazy trying to find an experience thing so uh, so actually that's that's an amazing story of god's goodness and protection as as you say changing subject slightly you mentioned you're in franklin now so I was in Franklin quite recently, actually. Very nice little ice cream shop that I went to. So, um, which one did you go to? Oh, Do you remember? It? What are the names? Was it Jenny's? Yeah, I think it was Jenny's. Jenny's, yeah. Jenny's yeah. is amazing. It was, it was, it was really, really nice. I went there with the Cashmans. So, um, so, and I thought, ah, nice. oh, this is a good place to have ice cream. So, um, so, what, like Franklin? How did you come then to be in Franklin, seeing as you were in? Was it South Dakota? Yes. Look at that memory. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Yep. I moved uh, moved down here right outside of high school when I was 18 years old. I uh, I started working with the producer down here when I was 16 years old. His name is Matt Armstrong. Rewind a couple years before that when I was 14. So just a year after leading worship for the first time on the big stage of my church, I went to a songwriting camp down in Texas, which is where I met a lot of pro writers from Nashville. And uh, I messaged one of the writers and said, hey, do you have anyone I could work with in Nashville, Tennessee? Never thought that he would answer me back. His name is Benji Cower. He actually wrote one of my radio singles called Every Step of the Way for my first album. So that's really, really special. And he connected me to Matt Armstrong. And when I was 16 years old, I made my first trip here to Nashville working with Matt Armstrong. Matt started to develop me. He started to introduce me to managers and labels and booking agents and all of that fun stuff and led me to Red Street Records, who I have now been with for four years. It was started by Jada Marcus from Rascal Flats. And I'm so, so thankful for their belief in me over the years and really excited about the future ahead with them. Wow. Okay. So so you've been with, they were the first record deal you got and you've stayed with them now is it, was it 2019? Yep, 2019. Simon. Okay, so that's four years already. We're recording this the very end of summer 2023 for anyone who's listening on some sort of playback device from in the future. Um, so, okay, so four years, four years with, with Red Street Records. What has God taught you during that time? Woo, so much, man. I have learned specifically that I am not in control. <laughs> and as much as humans... We love to be in control and, uh, you know, I'm a hard worker, I'm a go-getter, I'm a hustler, but man, the more I follow Jesus, the more that really the ways of Jesus is not hustling for our own kingdom. The ways of Jesus is really slowing down and being present with the people around us. 
And um, I've had to learn that the hard way, to be honest, uh, a couple of times over the past few years. But I remember a very vivid moment, actually in 2020, the last time that we talked, you know, COVID was around the world and I ended up going back home, leaving Nashville for a few months. And I, I remember very vividly one day getting a, a kind of a disappointing call and regarding my music. And I got on my knees after that call and I said, Jesus, I don't know if I'll ever, ever be able to do this again, but. Lord, I'm sorry for the moments that I've tried to do this on my own strength, and I give it all back to you. And that was the moment that I had to really understand that my identity cannot be found in what I can do for Christ, but in who I am as a son in Christ. And that that is what matters well. And, you know, the more I make music and the more I travel, uh, I find that this this world has a different definition of success than the, what the kingdom of God says success is. You know, uh, I love the scripture. Uh, talks about Luke leaves the 99 for the one, right? That's a crazy, that's a crazy concept to the world that, wait, there's 99 sheep and the shepherd would leave the 99 for the one. That's how much he cares about you and I. That's how much he loves us so, so much. And uh, I know at the end of the day, when the race is run of this life, I want to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, because he gave it all for the one, which is you and I. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's, that is absolutely totally right. God is desperate in love with this before we do anything and our identity should never be in anything other than who we are in him. Yeah. So children of God. So, but, but the trouble with your industry is that although it tries not to, the music industry totally tells you something different. Your, 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 your success. Are you successful? Are you a failure? What are your, what are your numbers like? Is anyone listening to your music? what's happening with you with your followers online etc etc so were you finding that had become a struggle were you doing that all in your own strength is that what you're saying and then god god had to say hold on hold on hold on i'm still here come back to me and we'll do it together was it like that yeah you know i think every day it's something you have to ask yourself you know why am i doing this and uh there's different pressures especially being so young myself being 22 years old and you know, uh, adulting and having to kind of grow up in front of people. I went on my first tour when I was 16 years old. And that being said, I've I've uh, been singing in front of people for a, a, a handful of years now. And I've been able to grow up and, and learn life lessons in front of people, it seems like. Um, but I think it's a daily reminder that, man, I cannot do this on my own strength. I need Jesus more and more every day, man. When I was 16, now I was a, I was a bit of a... I was a nice kid. I had a good heart, but I was, but I was, I was a total Wally. I wouldn't have trusted me going on a stage anywhere. Actually, I think. So, were there times for you then when you were going off as a sixteen-year-old and on tour and things, where you just go looking back, you go, "Oh no, I'm that was such a mistake," and God still helped me through it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think there's been a lot of moments where I'm like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that," or "Shouldn't have done that," but. Like I said, I, I've been so thankful for amazing mentors in my life that have really been one so gracious to me, but that have also poured into me in ways I never could have believed that I needed in those moments. And uh, I think it's so, so beautiful now as I'm 22 years old, trying to pour into the next generation and call out gifts inside of people that are younger than me that maybe uh, are in a similar spot as me, you know, and I think it's really cool to be able to do that now. And, and what advice would you have? So, so for someone maybe who's 16, 17, they're not yet sure what direction their life might be taking, what advice would you have for them? 
I would say it's easy in those moments to put so much pressure on ourselves. I think looking back on my life, still to this day, I put so much pressure on certain moments that maybe even in a couple of weeks down the road, I'll look back and be like, wow, why was that taking so much space in my brain, right? Because uh, we so easily focus on these little things and, you know, it's important to be focused on those little things. But when we take a, a step back and look at how God sees things, he sees it from a different point of view. And a prayer that has changed my life is, is, God, give me eyes to see the way that you see this thing or this person or this struggle. And uh, I promise that prayer will change your life. Wow. That that sounds like a good prayer to be praying, actually. So um, if we can see if we can see the world around us and the people with God's eyes and also the opportunities as well, because clearly for you, opportunities been quite an amazing thing as well. You said you said you sent a message to the songwriter and he replied. Yeah. What if you never sent that message? It's exactly right. I think so many times we live in fear that sets us back. You know, we're asking God to move, but what if sometimes God is asking us to step out in faith and take an action and, and move ourselves and let God move in a specific way as well? Not moving without God's strength or his power, but I'm saying sometimes we have to step out ourselves, step out onto the water and trust Jesus for who he says he is. Can I ask you about Provider? All right, Provider did really well here, by the way. It, re it really charted well. Great track. Um, really, really liked it. Thank you. So that did you write that yourself or did you co-write it with someone? What's the story behind Provider? Yeah, I co-wrote that song before I ever had a record deal, before I ever moved to Nashville, Tennessee. It was the summer before my senior year of high school, actually. I wrote that song and you're thinking, wait, that's crazy. Uh, a message like Provider? You live with your parents still, you know, and I did. But I feel like the message of Provider was a song that I was writing for my future self to hear, to be reminded, because that song released a month before COVID-19 hit the world. And I never would have guessed that there would have been a message more prominent in that time of my life that I needed to trust that God is our provider, that he knows our every needs, that he hasn't forgotten about us. And that song, I walked into that writing room that day. My buddy Ross King and Carter Froder were on that track with me and we we're talking about this whole message in Matthew chapter five, you know, how he says, do not worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. The birds do not worry. Right. And I love that passage because it brought us to this message that God is our provider. And that song provider was actually the first song that Jada Marcus from Red Street Records heard. He was in the car with his buddy, Jason Sheff from the band Chicago. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jason said, who is this kid? Turn this song up. And Jay turned it up and that was the sign that he knew he needed to take a meeting with me. And so I came to town the next week. Wow. And I absolutely fell in love with, with Jay and his whole team at Red Street Records. And I knew that it was meant to be. And I moved forward with them a few weeks later and the rest is history, man. That is that is a brilliant example of provision. There you go. You you <laughs> you wrote his uncle provider. And God then provides for you an opportunity to meet J.D. Marcus and get signed yeah. because he was listening to the radio. What a, what a brilliant thing. You know, I've just feel that little nudge just to share a story of provision myself, if that's okay, if I might, Kate, just take a moment of your time. Absolutely. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we simply do not know where the next thing is going to come from that we need from God. And uh, there was a time in, in my life when I was, 
I'd applied to university to do computer science. This is many, many years ago, Cade. Okay, so it was, and ah. there was still color. It wasn't black and white or anything, but but it was, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, was it was it was years and years ago. And and I had a computer which you will never even heard of this. It was an Intel three eight six processor, which was rubbish because the next generation was 486 and off that came something called Pentium. Sorry, I'm being nerdy guys. But anyway, so and my computer was really rubbish to turn it on. It literally took about 10 minutes to get started on Windows. That was how bad it was. Um, anyway, but I was going to study computer science and had such a bad computer, it was never going to work. And I, um, I entered a competition uh, to win some computer equipment. And I prayed about it. And I really felt God say, you will win that competition. And I told my wife that I said, because I was married quite young, uh, so before I went to university. And, uh, and I told my wife that and she said, we'll see. And I said, yes, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, so for every day for about a month, every time the post came early in the morning, I'd run down the stairs, jump out the run and says, get the post. And after a month, my wife said, um, you must have heard wrong because you haven't won that competition. I said, no, it's strange. I've, you might be right. I thought, really thought God said I'd won it. Anyway, so um, I gave up really. Anyway, six months later, six months later, right? So I'm really close to going to uni now. I get a phone call and, and it's the computer magazine that I'd entered the competition in. And they said, we just want to let you know that you won the grand prize in that competition. I went, what? 10,000 pounds of computer equipment. I, God's provision was extraordinary. The reason it's got, your song provider just made me think of it. And I'm just thinking right now, there might be some people who are really struggling to know God's love and provision. Because I mean, that was extreme. I didn't need 10,000 pounds of computer equipment. It was wow. absolutely lavish. But I wondered, okay, we don't normally do this at this point in the show, but seeing as we talked about provider, would you be happy just right now just to pray for God's provision or people to know where to turn next in whatever situation they find themselves in? Yes. Yes, man. Yeah, God, I just thank you so much for every person that is listening right now to Gordon and I on this episode. God, I just ask for the ones that are just kind of on their last leg that need your strength, that need your power, that need to understand that you are their provider. God, would you speak to someone so clearly right now in this moment that they would have a story just like this, God, that they can trust you in the middle of those moments that are really hard, that are really difficult. God, I just ask that you would bring your peace right now in the name of Jesus into their heart, into their mind, into their soul, into their body. God, you are their strength. And so I just ask you to fill them up right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Kate, so much for that sudden segue off off to one side. But, wow, um, awesome. you know, God provides. He, he doesn't always provide in the ways we hope. Uh, in my case, he, he provided lavishly. But he does provide something that is so essential for all of us, and that's hope. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want to say for people who maybe are lacking hope, I just want to encourage you. If you feel like you can't even get it for yourself, go and find a Christian who will pray for God to restore hope to you because, mm -hmm. you know, he loves to minister to our hearts and to our minds and for us to know that he's always trustworthy and faithful. Even when situations around us are pressing in and getting really tough, he has not given up on you. We have got, another track to play for you and i tell you what it is a really beautiful track absolutely love it Cade. so the track's called arms of jesus can you tell us all about it yes i wrote this song arms of jesus actually on a zoom call similar to this crazy enough in 2021 i had started traveling and touring again and playing shows again after covid and i'm starting to meet a lot of people and i saw that all of us have a story you know 
There's, if we're honest, there's a lot of parts of our story that we wish we could take back. We wish we never had to walk through the pain, the hurt. It's in those moments where we are reminded that we get to fall. Well, when we fall, we either get to fall into the arms of Jesus or fall into the ways of the world. And the world says it can satisfy, but it can never satisfy. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. And this call, this song is really a call to the listener to fall into the arms of Jesus when we fall. That in his arms we can find hope, strength, and healing once again. So child, don't be afraid to let go. Fall into the arms of Jesus, into the arms of grace. Hang on to His promises when it's more than you can take. Fall into the arms of mercy, into the arms of strength. He holds your broken heart when your world is falling apart. So fall into the arms of Jesus. And that was. Arms of Jesus by Cade Thompson and I'm so pleased that Cade is still with us here for the artist interview. Cade, thanks so much for all that you've shared. Um, you know, life can be such a complicated journey, but that track, Arms of Jesus, what a great encouragement for all of us. And all of us at some stage need to recognise that we're falling and we need to fall into his arms. So um, it would be really good right now if you're happy again to pray for listeners. I would love that. Yes, Jesus, I just thank you so much for every single listener today that is tuned in. God, I thank you that you're there holding our hands in the moments when we fall. God, I thank you that we get to fall into your arms if we choose to trust you and, and believe your word and all that you are. God, I just ask that anyone that is having a hard time believing who you are, Jesus, that they would just be able to fall and trust you once again in their life, Lord. I ask that right now you'd fill them up with your strength, with your peace, with your presence, God, like never before. That they would be able to let go of the fear and the doubt they're holding, and together we'd fall into your arms again, Jesus. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Cade, right, you've talked a bit about, about your journey. Has there for you been a disappointment that Jesus had worked through with you um, to maybe change it around or help you have a new perspective on? Yeah, man, I think every every year since I've talked to you last, there's been something that I've had to walk through that has really taught me a lot. Uh, but specifically, actually, before I even signed with Red Street, I was talking to a few different labels, and there was a label that um, passed on me. And I remember that was a very, very hard moment in my life. Um, I don't get to share this a whole lot, but I remember I, I got that phone call right before I was about to go on stage. <laughs> before I ever moved to Nashville that this label had passed on me. And in that moment, I, I was like, Oh, this is it. You know, I was, it was just so, so distraught. It's just so sad. And, um, but you know what, looking back, I, I truly can say that God's timing is perfect. There's been a lot of scenarios in my life where I wanted something to go a certain way, but a couple of years down the road, I see that God truly is faithful. And ironically, I wrote this song called every step of the way, and you know, Proverbs 16, nine says, the heart of a man can plan his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. And that's been a verse that has really been on my heart that has taught me so much that I feel like I've had to live out over the past few years, you know, being in an industry so young and having these big dreams and desires on my heart. I have to be reminded that God knows what's best and he knows our very heart. He created us in that right there. So beautiful. Wow. Absolutely. What do you think younger you, if you rewound to like 14 year old you, and 14-year-old you saw you now, what would 14-year-old you make of it all? 
I would say I'm living in the prayers that I, that I prayed when I was younger. You know, I, I, I prayed that God would be able to use these songs that I write to reach people, to speak to people. And that right there is the sweetest thing ever, you know, not defined on how a song does on charts or anything, you know, that right there is what success looks like. And me asking God to give me a heartbeat for that one person every night in the crowd, you know, it's easy to focus on all these things going on. But if God would just open up my eyes to see, to live out that scripture, you know, the 99 for the one, God has something so special for at least one person that I talk to. And even today, right now, you know, this is this is the one. This is the amazing story we get to talk about today is chatting with you and every single person that's listening. And so having that perspective truly makes it all worth it for me. Wow. I, you know, I think I think 14-year-old you would be actually probably really excited to see your journey mm-hmm. and see you faithfully going on yeah. with God and, and all that is achieving for you. Yeah. It's, it's lovely. When you were at school, you mentioned at school you you wanted to share God's love and stuff. Did did that ever get thrown back in your face? Were people? Uh, I, I know it's, America's a different culture to the UK, um, but I don't know what your experience was at school. Was it was it were most people quite happy with Christianity and went, oh yeah, that's normal, that's good, or did people give you a bit of flack? Yeah, where I grew up, Christianity was pretty pretty much a cultural thing, you know, everyone goes to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and youth group. But I found out very quickly in my life, just because you go to church, that's not what makes you a Christian, right? It has to be a real decision that you have to make every single day. And, uh, you know, there were definitely moments. I remember in eighth grade, I started a, a Bible study at my school and there was some opposition and, you know, certain rules that you have to follow and certain teachers and all these things. But I didn't, I'm glad that I didn't think about things too much when I was younger, because I truly believe that I had just that childlike faith that looking back, I I can't believe I did some of the things I did. You know, I think as you get older, you begin to care too much about certain things that when I was a kid, I just didn't care. I just, I had that faith that I, I pray that I can continue to have that boldness and faith in my life for Jesus, you know? Um, but no, I'm so thankful for, um, the community that I had and looking back now to be able to have my songs on the local Christian radio station, speaking to those same people is so, so cool, man. That That is very cool. So you mentioned about the fact that going to church doesn't make you a Christian. And yeah. I think a lot of people, if we, if we rewound time, sort of 20 years, 30 years in the UK, people would have said, oh yeah, if you go to church, you're a Christian. What is it that makes you a Christian then, Kate? Mm, great question. I think living a life surrendered to Jesus, you know, I remember uh, when I was 10 years old, I had to understand that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, that you and I are in need of the savior named Jesus, that he paid it all on the cross for you and I, so that we might have eternal life, that the separation from God and man would be, you know, broken, that we would be able to walk in relationship with him. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful message of the gospel. And the gospel is good news. That's the good news that we get to be a part of. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's really exciting. And one of the things that's really exciting about it is it's not about what we do, because that's so often people think I've got to please God. I've got to do enough. I've got to be worthy of God. I've got to, otherwise, if I don't get enough stuff right, bad stuff will happen and I won't go to heaven. And that's just not the way it works at all, because actually God says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that act of dying 
is the most perfect example of his love. He already loves us. He loves us before we loved him. Uh, and mm. he's calling people right now, calling people to respond and say, yeah, Jesus, I want to follow you. I fully submit everything in my life. And I want to call myself a Christian, a follower of the most high God. So, wow, it's exciting being a Christian. Um, it can also be challenging. Okay, so let's find out a little bit about touring then. So you're obviously going all over the place. Uh, who have you toured with? Name, are there some names that I might know that you've been on some stages with? Been on the road with Newsboys. Uh, oh, I saw Newsboys in Franklin, actually just around the corner from Jenny's. Not that, are you serious? Not that very long. Yeah, no, wait a second, wait a second. That is amazing. Look, I, I don't know if you can see it. My little, my little signed. Oh, it's not. It, the camera won't show it, will it? My little. Oh, oh man! Oh, did you see it? Say news, boys. Franklin, Fred, die. Oh, oh. A little bit. Well, there, there, it is, there it is. There you go. News, what? boys. Oh. Franklin Christian Academy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Signed by the dudes. So that is what's incredible. This? So, so the news boys, a lot of fun, a lot of fun that gig. So, um, just probably around the corner from where your house is or something. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah. So, they're fun. They're 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 a cool band to to have gone on with. So, so news boys, who else? I've been on the road, done some shows with Toby Mac. Toby Mac's pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually have a show with him this weekend, so I'm excited about that. How 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 did that come about then? So we actually have the same booking agent, which is pretty special. So. Um, I've been able to do some shows with him because of that. I just did a show last month with Chris Tomlin, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And for King and Country, we are messengers, Big Daddy Weave, so many amazing artists. So all the people you've 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 named, I'm gonna imagine would be extraordinary experiences. Um and you've met you've mentioned that you're young. Uh, yes, you are at 22, but wow, you're, you're getting some extraordinary, extraordinary opportunities. Has there been a, a moment where someone's giving you some advice that you've gone, I will never forget that? Hmm. And who was it? Just this morning, I was talking to one of my radio promoters and one of my friends, and he, we were talking about just all the things, and he encouraged me and said, look, uh, significance over success, you know, and I think just kind of what I was sharing with you earlier, you know, so many times we have a different definition of what success is uh, than what God says success is. You know, if we would just look at the significance of what God is doing, for example, there's this, there's this incredible story. I'll share it real quick. I just feel led to share it. Earlier this year, I was playing a show in the East Coast here in the United States and this lady who was going through cancer, um, she came to my show and she heard my song, Arms of Jesus. And this song she heard on her local Christian radio station. And it became her, her kind of her anthem as she was battling cancer. And about two months ago, she passed away. And um, she was actually wearing my shirt um, when she passed away, Arms of Jesus shirt. And I just thought it was crazy how God can use the message of that song and a song like that to have a significant moment in somebody's life. And um, so as you just never know, man, what God will do through the power of a song, somebody could be hearing this right now on their last leg, you know, and God is here to remind you that there is hope still. Wow. Wow. Gosh, that is really powerful, really poignant. And last week I actually went to the funeral of a very dear friend of mine who, who cancer took. Um, But, uh, and she was, 
chasing Jesus right right to the very end and knew his love and his peace and his grace. So um, so there's rejoicing, but there's a lot of pain and sadness as well. But what a wonderful thing, though, to know that your song um, was something that touched her and, and went with her. So, gosh, your music, therefore, is literally life-changing for people. Um, I just think that's so exciting that God's given you a ministry that can impact people in such extraordinary ways a little ways as well as big ways i'm sure but but there's going to be as you journey there's going to be more and more stories of god doing it have you got another story of a listener feedback that someone gave you yeah i remember two years ago there's a man named ryan and he heard my song every step of the way on the radio and he had just battled a series of strokes where he couldn't walk and he couldn't drive he could barely talk and my song, Every Step of the Way, became his fight song, kind of his anthem to help him get through this recovery process. I got a call six months later that Ryan wanted me to come to his hometown to do a concert. And so I did. And Ryan, at that point in time, six months later, by the power of God, was able to walk on that stage and give praise and glory to God and say how God had worked in his life and brought his family closer to Jesus. And he was talking, he was walking, he was literally a breathing miracle. And I think about that and the song, like every step of the way can remind us how God is faithful in those moments, even though it's so, so hard. It's a great track as well. But you did just remind me of a Matthew West song. Yes. Yeah. Didn't you just, because some of the, the, I think the line you said there, walking, talking, breathing, miracle. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very, it's a very cool Matthew West song. Um, about yes, I'm, song. I'm not remembering the title right now, but yes. I love yeah. you, Matthew. Yeah. I, I love you, Matthew, as well. So, um, so <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked. I love it. I love so, it. So, okay. Um, so your album came out though, April twenty twenty three. It's a good piece of work. If people haven't listened to it, I'll tell you what. I hope you've enjoyed the tracks that we've already played in this interview. But do go maybe onto your favorite streaming platform and search up "Empty Room." by Cade Thompson because it's a beautiful piece of work with some really encouraging and insightful uh, lyrics and just I've really enjoyed it. I've listened to the whole thing today and uh, and I, I definitely did not regret that time I would I'm going to go back to it again another time for sure um, and I'm looking forward to the singles as, as they come out as well Cade so uh, we'll be making sure that we support you here in the UK with them um, the whole the whole process of doing it tell us about tell us about the album and your heart in it yeah, I mean, that album really was a course over two years of writing those songs in that empty room in that space where it was just me and the Lord. And I would started in 2021, actually very shortly after we talked, my grandma and my grandpa were moving and they had had this piano, this old 50 plus year old piano that I grew up playing on when I was very, very young. And that was the first piano I ever played on. Well, I said, hey, what are you guys going to do with the piano? And I said, well, we're just going to maybe give it away or sell it. And I said, well, if you don't want the piano, I'll take it. So they drove all the way from the middle of America to Tennessee with the piano in their car. They dropped it off. And very shortly after that, I started getting these song ideas and these melodies. And just inspiration was just flowing from this empty room, from the space. And it actually is the same piano that's right behind me right now, which is really, really oh, special. If you can't see how it, cool is that? it's right behind me on, on the video here. But what are, what are your grandparents' names? Tim and Elaine. Wow. Shout out to them. That was a kind gift because that, yes. that has worked. 
really well. That, wow. Yes. Okay. It's been such a blessing. It's been such a, such a blessing. So I was writing these songs. I was taking these ideas to some of my writer friends and this album just came together, man. And I knew that I wanted to write an album that could call people back to spending time with God in the secret place. I think, you know, people ask me a lot, how do you grow closer to God? How do you stay grounded? It's coming back to this place. And if this next generation would understand that, I think it would change a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Foundational thing to get that time with God 100%. And uh, what an encouragement to to do it. So of, of the songs on there, have, have you got a favorite? Ooh, it's like they're all my kids. You can't ask me my favorite, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a classic answer, uh, but you must have a favorite at the moment. True, it's if true. You had to, if, if you had to take one uh, and you weren't allowed to listen to any of the others, which one would it be at the moment? It always changes. Lately, I think the message of Look Around has been a song that's really stuck with me, man. Um, I love playing the song live. I love seeing people interact with it, but... You know, I think if we would just look around and see the people around us, we might have a different view on our own life and what we're walking through because we all are going through something. We've all been through things, right? And we're all in need of the Savior named Jesus. And just like I said earlier in this interview, my prayer is that God will give me the eyes to see the way that he sees things and sees everyone around us. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And talking about looking around, what about looking ahead so the next 12 months or so what do you think god has in store for you well i'm going on the road this fall with my friends unspoken the band unspoken oh, yeah. so i'm really excited about that i'm actually in the bible study with chad from unspoken so it's pretty fun but what what things you've been studying lately then well, was, it, was it jonah was that with yeah him? yeah we're in the book of jonah right now so that's been fun oh so, okay okay so, yeah, so so it's only it's only for christian musicians who who else is in this Bible study group? Oh man, there's some other uh, there's some other radio friends and some other producers and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. There's not a whole lot of artists though. So okay, yeah. But you know what I like about it? I like the fact that sometimes people say, "Well, are are these artists really Christians? Are they just doing it for the money and all this sort of stuff?" I'm like. Yeah, they, they really are. They're, they're chasing Jesus. Um, I know there might be the odd one or two who sort of they're really good musicians and then they just go, oh, I'll just do Christian music because I can, I've yeah. got a background in the church. That's, that's not the sort of people that we speak to on this show. So, yeah. um, but, um, but it's lovely hearing that you and, and Chad are there digging into the Bible. Great stuff. What's your favorite Bible story? Ooh, so good. You know, the story of David really, uh, it's a crazy one, right? <laughs> But uh, it, it is. It's a it's it's a very inspiring one. I, I love the Psalms, man, because I I just see the realness of David's heart, and uh, I think all of us as humans can relate to him in a lot of ways. Of uh, especially in my life, you know, we just just writing those songs and um, knowing there's a call in your life, but having to grow up in front of people so young, you know, and different struggles with that. I think it's really uh, really special, David's heart. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I can't disagree with that. Everything you said about it is absolutely right. Is there a specific part of the story that you most relate to? Mm. I Honestly, man, I, I think uh, Psalm 23, I just that's been a life verse for me that's really stuck with me. The Lord is my shepherd in those darkest moments where I need to be reminded that God is my shepherd that I, I need nothing else but him. That's what that's what it reminds me of. That's cool. Kate, you know, we're, we're running tight on time, but we, we still got one more track to play for you. But before we do that, 
Can you tell people where, where do they find out more about you? How do they connect? Absolutely. So my name is Cade Thompson. Uh, you can connect with me on any social media platform at Cade Thompson Music and I have a website, CadeThompsonMusic.com. That sounds perfect. Uh, so we've got one last track to, to do from you. It's Empty Room. You've already talked about a little bit about why the Empty Room has been special to you, but tell us, tell us a little bit more about this track. Yeah, this song, I, I had this idea for the song title Empty Room for a long time. And actually, funny story enough, I started writing this song on a tour bus after I got off stage on the Newsboys tour in 2021. That fall, I was listening to my voice memo of it a couple days ago. I was like, so here I am, those days of the I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, this is sweet, sweet, sweet. And then uh, I had that melody and just those two lines. So here I am, no strings attached. And then I was like, na, 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 na. I was like, oh, what's the rest of it going to be? So I took it to the writer room and I thought it was kind of a dumb idea. But the other writer, Benji, the whole reason why I came to Nashville was the other writer on it with me and Michael Kuyper. And I shared this idea. He's like, no, that's brilliant. That's amazing. So we chased it down. And uh, I love the kind of the rock pop element that it has to it it's really lively that uh is music that i absolutely love listening to and um really portrayed that through the song so here i am no strings attached like david holding nothing back i'll sing a song i'll lift my hands to you these four walls and these two hearts all you wanted from the start just me just you this empty room and that was Empty Room by Kay Thompson. And thanks so very much for Kay for joining us on the artist interview this week. What a really lovely guy with a great heart for Jesus. Do encourage you, go and listen to the album in full. It's well worth listening to. Beautiful piece of work. Uh, and of course, you can follow him on his social medias, uh, as he said. You know, there are also loads of other interviews you can catch on the artist interview. We really want you to find out about the artists and their story, their walk with Jesus. It's been a pleasure having you with me today on The Artist Interview, and I look forward to joining you on the next episode. God bless you. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.